Welcome to the Text and Rock Show. Ancient Story. Better Tomorrow. Let's begin. All right, Eric. Want to wrap up? Want to wrap up the Memphite creation theology okay. with a poem of our own? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. We kicked around this idea that whatever reality God is, like whatever objective truth and being and person the God who spins planets is, humanity is in a constant process and evolution of naming that being yeah and we've talked yeah. about how we actually name our gods and then we name ourselves or we actually right. create our gods in the way we conceive of god and then those gods create us how we right. act how we interact right. with one another yeah and so i wrote a poem called we name our gods and it's actually uh from the it's from a text in the deuteronomist yeah. About uh, Joshua on the night before he was to attack the city of Jericho. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, kill everyone there. Everyone? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. It goes something like this. I'll read you, I'll read you the text and then the poem. Is that okay. cool? Okay. All right. Vayhi behiyot Yahoshua behiyerecho vayasa enav Vayar, Vahine ish, Omed la negedo, Vaharbo shalufa, Vayado. When Joshua was near Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and all of a sudden, a man was standing before him with a drawn sword in his hand. When Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, he really did nothing but lay siege. And interestingly, the commander of the army of Yahweh takes no interest or side. Instead, the general of Team God lets Joshua know he is standing on holy ground like Moshi and Shazam Traveler. This is a theophany, and who really knows how this thing will ride? Because I simply am, and you simply are, and although I've commanded this old war, you may still die trying and cursed by a star, and so swim in the mystery and live in this here history where you walk around cities and blow trumpets and devote women and children to the ban, all while assuming I'm on your side. When I told you flat out, the answer is no. And so maybe go and think through whether the folks on the other side of those walls have to weather the same cluster bomb of existence and i don't know maybe don't kill people scared enough to need a wall and take it slow because it all depends on whether you can pretend your uncertainty is a sure thing and then kill off any dissent when Live and let live is the divine wisdom blowing like a shofar in your chest cavity. 
And so far, we've seen enough war and rumors of war and human and divine depravity to last for, hmm, at least until the sun implodes or walls come down because of mutual respect, instead of worn-out ways that leave us all circumspect. We should be naming and renaming the same wonder that gave us Iron Age stories of divine mountain thunder in ways that ask why gods need an army in the first place. Because listen to this, do not miss that we name our gods and then our gods name us. We create an ideal and then we grow into that image and so it is possible and necessary to create our creator with holy language that heals the nations and builds bridges in between safety stations. Okay, here's the thing behind the thing. Yeah. The night before Joshua is to enter the Holy Land and attack the city of Jericho with these legendary giant thick walls. This guy appears to him with a sword. And he's supposed to be the commander of the armies of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And Joshua asks, are you for us or for them? Right. And the text literally reads, no. But in the name of God, I have now come. And then you want the honest answer? He doesn't tell him what to do. It cuts away to the next story. Okay. It's a composite text. And right. we've pulled in this one little clip that I think almost is like a counter story to team go attack the wall this is what you need to do to make the walls fall this is how we won the battle and this and that uh, you have this story where the commander of god's armies is not even interested not even. are you for us or for them no. no what do you do with that right and it ticks against the whole rest of the narrative and yet the author has kept it has kept i it. think that's fascinating right right wow yeah. And so Joshua gets this theophany, which is the big word for when a God appears to you. And all the guy says is, I'm not for you and I'm not for them, but you need to take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground like Moses. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Then you have the story where Joshua essentially marches around to show them he's laying siege um, and the walls come tumbling down. Yeah. And that story definitely is... God's pro-war, pro-battle, pro-wipe-out the Canaanites. Yeah. But yeah. right before it, you have this story that I think gives a counter-testimony to a, the violence. Right. And I love that story because I think we need a counter-testimony to violence, and especially in ways we name divinity. Right. Right? Yeah. And the yeah. modern soul, especially the postmodern soul, is capable of turning that story around and saying, what were the people inside the wall thinking? Right. Why did they need a wall? Right. And right. do we want to live in a world where we need walls? Where we need walls. Right? Right. And so for me, if it's true that we, look, divinity is what it is. I think God is objectively good and wants to see growth and progress in every living thing. Mm-hmm. How we name that divinity then reflects on how we act. And so as beneficial as it can be to go back into ancient texts and see how God is being named, the real benefit is seeing the growth over time and the evolution over time, over time. Yeah. right? 
I mean, think of this little clip where we get a counter where like, actually God's not that interested in your old war, even though he commanded it in every story in the book. Uh And eventually we're going to grow up to, I don't know, a prophet Isaiah that says it's too small a thing that God only works to benefit Israel. What I'm doing now is for all of the nations to eventually, um, a God that wants to break down male and female, Greek and Jew, all of the ways that you've categorized yourself as who's in and who's out, who matters and who doesn't Uh is erased by the end of biblical literature. How much farther can we take that conversation? Mm -hmm. We're 2000 years from the last pages of the Bible being written. Can we finally start to name wonder in a way that understands everyone matters and that there's no need for weapons of war Absolutely. and there's there's no need for destruction especially over how we name god because mm-hmm. how many wars are ultimately about our conceptions of what reality is not matching not right exactly yeah 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 so i don't know i just i wrote i wrote that because i i was reading the text and i was like I had never seen that before. As much as I talk about composite literature and multiple stories getting kept um, and not getting thrown out because they're part of our tradition, I had always tried to streamline that story with what comes after. So like, oh, the the commander of the army of God must have given him the advice of what to do to make the walls fall down so he could kill everyone and it got cut out. But then all of a sudden I read it a different way. And I was like, he actually doesn't seem interested in what happens. That is fascinating. And so there's a poem about how we name our gods. And then that conception of God ends up naming us. Mm. Yeah. 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 I love it. Hey, man. Names in the old world, they're about destiny. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Texan rockers. Kacha. Kacha. <laughs> oh, be good to each other. This episode was influenced by the song Power to the Peaceful by Anti-Flag, Robert Alter's book The Art of Biblical Narrative, and Jean Louis Gaw's introduction to reading the Pentateuch. The Text and Rock Show is the creative work of Mark Schaefer and Eric Madison. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes drop. If the show adds value to your life, please consider leaving them a review or sharing Text and Rock with a friend. You can explore other Text and Rock digital productions or contact Mark and Eric by simply clicking the link in the show notes.
it's just one line that tells you that. And it's, it's next to all this stuff about him creating with speech. And so that's what I was going to highlight. But now that I read it, I'm like, well, I know what to cut. I know, um, I know what to cut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, that's where they are, right? Oh, yeah. It's very real. It's what's happening. We they, they're they're right? tactile and more sexually yeah. comfortable. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, like, they don't. You're you're around the real flesh and blood of life a lot a lot more, yeah, and yeah, that and that might be like wearing nothing on top. That might also be like you know people die and you actually have to take care of the body yourself. Yourself. I mean, right. it's a different world. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my. 